let me share with you some of the next steps of where we're going. And so, Tom, I'd like you to put my PowerPoint back to time to build, time to build. And so let me take it from there. So, folks, we're looking now, since we're ra- we've raised so much finance and we're in such a good place, that we're ready to start building. So I want to give you a timeline as to what we're working with. Um, now the plans are going to go back to the architect, and he has to draw his renderings. It's going to take about three months because these are very detailed drawings. These are literally the schematic drawings of the entire building, this floor, the lower floor, and uh, the new addition that we're putting on. He will, in fact, have to draw every electrical outlet and where all the lines are going electrically and all that. It's going to take a while. So we're expecting to see the architect work on this for the next three months. Then we have to turn it into the city. And you know how quickly cities work on all plans and all that activity. So we're looking to hopefully hear back from the city, make whatever changes they require, and break ground by August. We'll break ground on the new addition to the front of the church here, which will be a welcome atrium and uh, add to the appeal, uh, uh, the curb appeal, but as well as a welcome center when folks come into the church instead of immediately walking into steps uh, going up or down. So we're looking forward to that, breaking ground, having that finished in the summer months towards the fall, and then bringing the construction in to the inside during the winter. So we really believe that this would be completed by May of 2015. That's the timeline we see this working in, and uh, we have enough finance to make this thing go forward and make it happen. And uh, we'll see what happens towards the end here of the wonderful thing God's going to do to fill in that little gap that we have. Hey, come on, isn't that a little gap compared to what we thought we had to deal with? Yeah, I'm bringing this back out. I spent all this time Friday coloring it. I might as well show it. (laughs) All right. Now, one of the things we're going to do as well is we're not going to do another stewardship campaign, but we are going to have a a Joash chest. There's a story in the Bible that when Joash wanted to renovate the tabernacle, it was in disrepair, he put a chest out to the public, to the people, so that they could bring their finance and their tokens into that to keep finance going for the renovation of the temple. So we're going to have a Joash chest, I don't know, probably up here at the stage, and uh, it's for your loose change and whatever finance comes in, and who knows, maybe God's going to give you uh, uh, an inheritance or finance that you, you know the Lord's having you to throw in that Joash chest. We're just going to leave it open to your uh, free will offering as you see fit, uh, and uh, see what God does with that. Amen? Uh, so no more stewardship campaigns this year for, for that. So we're just going to run it that way. So why are we doing all this? What's the purpose? And uh, so I want to bring you back to the big idea, the big picture. Why we're doing what we're doing, for re- what reason, and what purpose. So the big picture of all of this is not about the building. It's about the work we've been called to. It's about our commission to our community. When my wife and I started this church 22 years ago, we didn't just say, hey, where do you want to go? You want to just find an empty building? We felt called by God to this community. And when we began to meet with Ron Smith and Rosie Smith and Tom and Pam Marion as elders, 
we, we would get together and we began to pray. And as we prayed and sought God, we prayed to define the community He wanted us to minister to. And we felt the Lord say from 8 to 16 and from Grosbeck to the lake. We really believe that that's the region that God had given us to reach. That's what we call our community, Christ Community Church. We take it seriously. We believe we're responsible to bring the gospel to this region and to change it. We also believe that through the years we've been here, this is a very vital area. If you'll see, this connects the suburbs to the city of Detroit and surrounding areas. This is a thoroughfare. If you'll notice, you'll see 94 running right through here with 696. This is a very high traffic area for crime. The police watch these corridors all the time because it's a doorway. It's a doorway that goes in and out of Detroit and in and out of the suburbs through these main portals of 94 and 696. So we believe that we're to have a presence here. How many of you remember that, in fact, on one Sunday morning, we had our prayer teams go out and stake the claim on all four corners from 8 to 16 and Grosbeck to the lake and drove stakes into the ground. We had cell phones where over the PA we were praying in the heavenlies. You ever see those signs on the freeway, the next mile is taken care of by this family or that family? Well, in the heavenlies we said this region is taken care of by Christ Community Church. And so we believe that. That's our plan. That's the big picture. That's what we're about doing. And so we believe, and God has given us a message as a church, in the Immersion Commission. The Great Commission isn't just about going and sharing the gospel and leaving, but in fact immersing a community and the world with the kingdom of God. And that's what we believe we're going to do in this region. We want to baptize this community in the presence of God. If you look at the Great Commission, it says, Therefore and go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right? Teaching them to obey all the commandments that I have taught you. But many times we just say, well, that's the baptismal formula. That just means get people saved and dunk them and you're good. But what we began to see and what the Lord has spoken to us as a church about is the Great Commission is more than just water dunking. It's immersing. So what God wants us to do with the kingdom of God is that we're to go make disciples of all nations. Now use the real Greek word for baptism. Immersing them. Immersing every nation. Immersing every people group. Immersing every region in the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. So we believe that the big picture is that from 8 mile to 16, gross back to the lake, we are to immerse that region into the kingdom presence of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father's authority, the Son's salvation, and the very spirit of life to come into this community. Is anybody with me on that? Amen. So we have a responsibility. We know what our goal is. This is the big picture. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Therefore, what we've planned for by the year 2020, we feel that part of this strategy and part of this plan is to plant three more churches 
in this region so that we can bring this message of immersion, the kingdom of God and the presence of God, through these other churches, as well as collaborating with the other churches in the community as well. You know that we have great relationship with all the churches around about this city. They look to Christ Community Church. They call us. They ask us uh, to get involved with them in programs and activities. All denominations we're working together with. And so with that and the church plants that we want to establish, we believe and we're calling forth an immersion, a baptism of God's Spirit. How many of you believe that God can bring revival to this community? Amen? Basically, it's digging wells, wells of salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw from the wells of salvation. The well, the word salvation in Hebrew is Yeshua, it's Jesus. We're planting wells of Jesus to water this community. Well, how are we going to do that? How are we in the process? Well, that's why we developed Discipleship Institute, DI. About five or six years ago, we began this Bible school so that we could raise up people who know the Word of God, studied in the Word of God, and using the gifts of the Holy Spirit that they've been trained to understand and groomed in through Discipleship Institute to be part of this plant and as workers in this process. Along with DI, we then established what's called PELT. Pastor and elder leadership training. We have six or seven people already right now in pastor elder training to be leaders in these three church plants. They've gone through DI or are presently going through their biblical training and their spiritual training. They are now being trained in how churches operate and in church government and and, uh, all the different ministries within the church, prepping to be some of the teams for these church plants. So this has been going on. This isn't something that we just want to have happen out of the blue. We've been working at this for years now, planning on this so that we can make that impact of immersion into the community. And So with that, we feel that to do that work, we just can't leave this building in disrepair. You've walked down these hallways. You've seen buckets when it rains. You've, you've seen the, the flooding in the basement and the carpets uh, that are pretty old. Uh, some of this carpet is from when we moved in in 1996. We painted the walls, but you know what? We're, we've been living in someone else's church. This used to be Cornerstone Baptist, and it was arranged and designed for the Baptist church, which is great. We've used it, but we've decided we need to change things. We need to knock out some of these walls for the area of fellowship, change where the nursery is, secure our children's area, and do these different things. This building needs renovation. And as you can see, again, we feel that the front needs a new facade and a new entrance where we want to declare who we are through a cross uh, on the front entrance. And as you come in, you'll be able to be welcomed immediately and you'll be able to gather there. There'll also be a gathering place now outside the sanctuary when we remove that wall. And so we want to renovate. So as I said before, we're raising up people and in, by 2020, some of the kids you saw here on the stage are going to be active and useful for the church plants. So we're pouring into these kids. You've been downstairs before. If you haven't, you need to. You see that we care about our kids. We've decorated those hallways and those rooms to be very attractive for children. 
we believe in ministering to the children. And they love coming to the church. And these kids don't just play here. These kids learn the Bible. They learn the gifts of God. They learn to study the Scriptures. And so we want to continue to do that. And we want to provide a secure children's area. We want to protect these children. We cannot have so many ins and outs downstairs, unprotected hallways and areas where these kids are not being watched. We've got one bathroom to facilitate all those kids. At a normal morning service, in the first service, we've got about 30, 35 kids. In second service, same, 30, 35 kids or so. So we're up to 60, 70 kids. On a Wednesday night, you've got about 40 kids, maybe more down there, I don't know. But they're wandering and moving all over with one bathroom. We need to protect them. So we're going to secure that area, and we're also, uh, we want to make sure that we're teaching them the things of the Lord so that they can go forward and be safe. Many parents and young families coming to the church are going to feel better about the check-in process and knowing that their kid's taken care of. Secondly, we want to develop more adult classes. We want to go deeper. And uh, we want to ask God for the spirit of revelation and wisdom. You know that uh, in the past number of years we've developed healing teams. On Wednesday nights, the healing teams, prophetic teams, they have to meet in my office because we don't have enough rooms. We have ministry classes to help people uh, grow in making choices, their decisions, and and, uh, their relationships. And uh, so... Those classes that we offer, classes like boundaries, grief counseling, classes on how to make decisions, how to make right choices, we want to continue to offer them. We get 20 and 30 people here coming to the classes on a regular routine, uh, as well as the hundreds that, the hundred that comes on a Wednesday night. But we're running out of space, so shifting the children's classroom into a designated area downstairs and using part of the fellowship hall for that, it now opens up the front classes in the basement for Wednesday nights so that we can have regular prophetic teams there ministering into people, healing teams ministering to people, and life skill classes ministering. We'd like to offer even a few other kinds of classes on Wednesday nights as electives because we believe that the people of God need to grow and mature and go deeper. And so we're believing for that. And then last of all, we're just really believing for a major renovation of this facility. Um, We know that... uh, Part of that plan didn't include the roof, but because of the shifts and changes uh, uh, from, from the size elevator we need to use and from the prices they gave us to the prices we now have and some of the other things, we've been able to add into that putting on a new roof on the flat area, flat surfaces of this building. So thank God for that. And so we're happy about that. So we're going to renovate this facility, bring it up to a a modern-day look and feel, but really taking care of a lot of what needs to be taken care of. Many of you don't realize that part of the major renovation here wasn't just painting this. The entire electrical of this room had to be ripped out and reinstalled because it wasn't made for the type of of, uh, audio-visual and sound equipment that we now use And so we had to redo all the lighting, all the electrical, everything. And it's the same out there. Our ceilings are falling down. They've been water damaged. The electrical, you can't put through here. Our phone system, all the wirings on these walls will have drop ceilings and new look. It's going to be amazing. So we need to update this facility so that, if you will, every room in the new roof will be 
renovated so that as we move on from this to plant the three churches and to do the work that needs to be done, we don't have to worry about this building falling into disrepair. In other words, you've got to have a good launch pad to launch from. And we knew that we needed to do that. Amen? So that's all part of this process. It's not been simply, let's try this and then let's try that. This has been strategized, it's been prayed over, it's been planned for for a number of years, it's been implemented, and we are launching our destiny. That's our destiny. That's what God has called us to do. That's why we developed this logo. You can see the three church plants coming out of the one church here so that we can bring an immersion into the community. Amen. Can you get behind that? I know you can. I know you can. Along with this seat. Now, what I love about this is none of this has detracted or taken away from the work of the ministry. We have not stopped our outreaches. We have not stopped ministering to the other areas we needed. Last year, we took a sabbatical from foreign missions, but in that year, we were able to get a house, renovate that house, and now it is open for those men who have no place to live. And right now, Russ is the, the leadership over that house, and we have two men living in that home. And uh, we're expecting it to get filled up. We can go up to four, uh, four men plus Russ. And eventually we can even add a room in the basement to go to five men with Russ. So uh, again, we're reaching out into the community. I believe that's just the start. Amen? As we reach out, there may be more homes. Why not a woman's home? Right? Why not more homes to care and to take care of? So we believe we're partnering with the ministries around this community. We believe for great things with the Lighthouse and all that we're partnering there. Pastor Mel is laboring for so many years, uh, 30 years in this community, and we know that he uh, and Sandy are, are going to be doing new and great things. So we're believing for this immersion to take place. Uh, and uh, it's not going to take away from anything else, but in fact, it is a progressive powerful movement of the kingdom of God. You're a vital part of it. You've already invested in it. Let's thank God for having a mission and knowing what we're supposed to do. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together and let us worship the Lord. Let Him speak to you. Let Him speak to you about the purpose and plan of what we're accomplishing. Let's spend the rest of this service worshiping our God for His faithfulness and His goodness.